Welcome back for another episode of the OKC Redcast. I'm Tyler Vaughn. And I'm Alan Langston. And we're here to bring you an American perspective on Manchester United. Alan, it's been a, it's been a few weeks. Um, we wouldn't normally have gone so long without recording. Full disclosure, we were supposed to record last uh, Wednesday after the, the Copenhagen game. And then I canceled on Alan last minute because I was just so mad about that result. <laughs> I hadn't been that angry about a game in a long time. Not because we lost, just the way we lost. Um, and we'll get to that in a bit. But yeah, I was just in no mood. Like I was just skinnies and just stormed out of there and was very angry. Just very angry. I don't know. I wouldn't even blame you. I I would just blame VAR all around for that. So I mean, that's kind of what I want to do. Um, and we'll definitely talk about that because every game, uh, VAR gets involved. But um. Yeah, so it's been it's been an up and down few weeks, man. We um we last recorded right before the derby, which was a terrible derby. Got smashed. Um, you know there was a dubious penalty decision there. Um, but we were pretty much out outplayed in that. I think. Um, said you're incredible. Um, it took it to us. I don't know. Did you uh? Do you want to talk about the derby at all, or should we just breeze on by, man? Just forget about that. I mean, I just want to say I thought the penalty was ridiculous. There's no way Rodri should be going down that easy. Um, and I feel like I've seen us like have the same exact thing and the ref just tells him to get up. So it is what it is. Um, but I will say I thought we looked pretty good. We unfortunately could not take advantage of the fast breaks, you know, for a basketball term that we kind of went on on their defense in the early going. Uh, McTominay and Hoyland just couldn't quite get their passes right but um, I thought we looked okay you know considering the lineup I was worried but um, I thought we looked okay and then the penalty in the uh, 26th minute I was like well that and, and it did it just it's just it yeah just did it for you're me. right the first the first 20 or so was all right uh, better than I was expecting the penalty changed things um, not sure it would have mattered I don't know I mean maybe I mean it definitely changed the game but I mean they're they're probably in a bit different class than us right now, but you're right. And we had that similar situation. I think it was against Arsenal where Hoyland gets tugged down like that in the box. Um, no call, no review, no nothing. Um, but here we're looking at this, you know, innocuous challenge. And, and of course it goes against us, man. Um, I think the, I'm trying to think of what it was now. I'm forgetting the stat, but I think we've had five go against us this season so far, um, uh, bar decision. So, um, I don't know, and that that uh that game kind of just uh the result compounded, and we we hosted Newcastle at the midweek following and got smashed three nil to exit the Carabao Cup a little bit early this year, so no title defense in that one. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on going out of the Carabao Cup? Are you concerned? I mean. I mean, I would have liked to defend it uh, and gone deeper into the competition, but. I mean, the way that these injuries are piling up and how we just seem kind of fragile on that end, I guess it's probably a good thing in disguise that we just kind of opt out of another competition and don't have to play quite as much Um, because I'm just not sure our squad is quite healthy enough or built for all these, you know, competitions right now. Yeah, and the last thing we probably need coming into a busy time of the year with some some big fixtures in December um, is another game or – you know, potentially what would have been, I guess, two more games because that was quarterfinals, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, 
That was the fourth round, actually. It wasn't even quarters. What in quarterfinals? So yeah, it would have been three more, three more rounds, three more fixtures before February or whatever. So yeah, it uh I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, it might end up being our best chance at a trophy, that one again. Um, we'll see how the season shakes out. But um it was just kind of they they went out there and it almost looked like they there was not a lot of effort. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to forget about that one and it's been a few weeks, but I remember just being like, ah, they weren't up for it. They just got outplayed, it seemed like, in almost every aspect. Yeah, I felt like Newcastle got lucky, though. Two of their goals were just, like, dead-eye, in the corner, through a bunch of people. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I don't think our defending was great. We should have closed down more. Like, But that's what you get when you play McTominay. That's what you get when – was Erickson out there? I can't even remember. But I know I know McTominay was out there. Um, let's see. Mount, Casemiro. Oh, no, I'm completely wrong. McTominay wasn't out there. Um, Hannibal was though, but yeah, we, I just felt like we didn't close down real well and they were able to just kind of, they were just clinical, you know, it's, and that's how some games go where for whatever reason, the other team is just more clinical than you. Again, I thought we looked okay in spurts, um, but we just cannot seem to put together a full, you know, even 70 minute performance of any kind. It's in these random 15, 20 minute spurts. And then in the spurts where we're not playing well is when the teams seem to capitalize and take advantage and then we just fall apart. Yeah, we haven't put together. I mean, I think one time this season we put together that Crystal Palace game, uh, a good 90 minutes just beginning to end where we were like the better team. Um, yeah. Well, we, we we have kind of picked up the form, at least, you know, points wise. Um, followed up that those two bad losses with a, a 1-0 win, a way to Fulham. Um with a, a new rule, I mean, I guess it's not a new rule, but one you never really see called, but subjective offside. Um, this a lot of what I thought was a perfectly good goal. Um, perfectly good. Absolute joke. Yeah, they ruled Harry Maguire was interfering with the play, even though there was no way he was getting to the ball. And I think, honestly, he might have been fouled if we're going to say he was involved in the play. Exactly. Um, exactly. But the ball goes to – I can't remember who got that on the end of the cross. It, it went to McTominay eventually. Right? No, McTominay got there across to Hoyland. Is that what it was? Garnacho got it and crossed Garnacho. it to McTominay. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, it was. It looked like, and Garnacho was well on side. I mean, it was just, and the fact they sit there and look at that and then deem it subjectively offside when, I mean, dude, it's like they try and find a new way to screw us every game. Um, I thought the I thought the commentators put it well. They literally were on there saying they are re-refereeing a situation <laughs> that was refed perfectly fine, which doesn't make any sense. It makes and zero sense. It it just makes no sense, and it's similar to I, I don't know. I just kept thinking of the uh, McTominay foul on Son against Tottenham like two yeah. years ago. Yeah, where we pour, we scored a perfectly good goal, and they went back thirty seconds uh-huh. and checked what was a subjective foul. It's like, this should be egregious. This shouldn't be something that's 50, 50, or maybe it's like, no, you guys should just be calling what's obviously an error, not something that's, Oh, that might be an error. Yeah. If you have to look at it for more than like a minute, 30 seconds, like move on. I mean, and the fact that, I mean, we look at the replay and like, usually I look at him like, Oh, they're going to call that one. I looked at it and I was like, Oh no, no way. There's no way they're calling that one back. That's a good goal. And then sure as shit, they, they did. And I was just, I, my mind was blown. I mean, uh, I, I, I was couldn't. actually upset about that one. And I don't normally, I don't normally like 
you know, in our group and stuff in the, in the United thread, I'll, I'll, I'll vent a little bit Yeah. But in the OKC group. I even vented and put a post out because I was, I was actually frustrated. I was really frustrated because I'm tired of watching the ball somehow stay in for Tottenham versus Chelsea or whoever it was. But then when we're trying to score, the ball apparently goes out of bounds and it's not a good goal for Hoyland. I mean, I'm just so tired of all this ridiculous calls consistently going against us it makes it, it doesn't make sense to me other than maybe man city's owners are paying the fa to find ways to screw us over that's 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 where i'm at that's where i'm at at this point because it's become so ridiculous it's an agenda man we're the victims it's it's awful <laughs> it, it's only, frustrating it's if, it's it's pretty it, frustrating it is i get if it happens every once in a while but i mean it's like five or six times a season where this has happened and it's just and it's not even like you can sit there and say, okay, I can see what I've given it. A lot of these are like, why? I What? Why? Um, and luckily in that game, Bruno came up with a late winner. Um, who, he hasn't been playing very well, wasn't having a good game, but somehow, uh, you know, pulled one out of the bag there and got us three points on the road. So at least at least uh, we redeemed ourselves or, you know, kind of um, took the focus off the, the VAR decision. But, man – that, yeah, the performance still wasn't great, but no, Bruno uh, saved us at the end. Bruno did save us. Uh, very nice goal. I mean, you know, Bruno's specialty. Um, so we thought, you know, we're we're back, baby. One zero win. Um, we play Copenhagen at the midweek Champions League. Kind of a must win. Pretty much a must win game to at least, um, you know, in, improve our hopes of getting out of the group. Um, and the first, you know. 20 30 minutes we were incredible it was some of our best football of the season Rashford started on the right which hadn't happened I don't think at all so far this season Mm-mm. with Garnacho on the left and it was good man um Rashford plays on the right you know like a, you'd want a winger to play because he can't, can't cut in and shoot on his left um so he he gets to the line more or looks for the overlapping fullback which Wambasaka who's been who's been great since he's come back you know really helps a lot I think Rashford's missed Luke Shaw on the left, um, having an option to uh to overlap and, and kind of give him give him a, a little more going forward. But yeah, it was good. And then lo and behold, after we get, you know, Hoyland gets a brace, we think we're gonna go on and win this thing three, four, five nil. Um referee intervenes again, man. Um a, a perfectly perfectly legal passage of play where Rashford shields the ball, uh, isn't even looking at the guy. Um and get sent off for for stamping on the is it his foot, his ankle, whatever. Um, I don't know, man. Like they look at that replay, and you can see what they're watching, and they're watching in super slow motion, out of context, uh, not even watching the whole play. And when you when you do stuff like that, and you're only zoomed in on the actual contact, it's just of course it looks bad. And I just I couldn't believe it. I mean, that was when I thought, oh, they're gonna probably get this one because that's how it goes. And sure enough, they did. But it took what, four or five minutes. I mean, it took forever for them to to analyze that. It's just. And they were re-refereeing again. They had yeah, to go dude. back and find a situation, and it's a joke. It's just, it's a joke. I, I, I don't know why I wasn't as angry about that one as the Fulham one, but I was still like pissed a, a bit. I was annoyed, if you will. I was just, I guess we're I'm becoming a little bit numb to it because it seems like every game this stupid crap seems to just continue happening. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't believe that they were giving a red card for someone trying to block another player from getting the ball. And it just so happened that he, he stepped on his, you know, ankle and foot area 
but it wasn't even like a tackle or a challenge. Like there's no intent. He's not even watching the player. He's looking at the ball. I I just, I, I can't understand how that's ever a red card, but that's, I mean, this is going way back, but in Fergie's final season versus uh, Real Madrid at Old Trafford and they yeah. gets the red card, which I thought was ridiculous back then because he's not looking at the player. Don't get me wrong. He just kicked a man in the chest. Like, that's not good. You can't trying to bring that. the ball down. I mean, when players are off of the ball yeah. and there's no intent, it's a different story. Um, Agreed. Agreed. But the fact that against Copenhagen, the referee's right there. He's 10 yards away, can see it. Uh, their players don't complain at all. And There's, let it go. Exactly. And they, let, and they let it play on, and then they go back and look at it, and it's like possible red card being reviewed. I'm like, for what? What was there was something off the ball? Did someone headbutt someone? But no, it's because Rashford shielded the ball too aggressively. Like, what the hell, man? Um, <laughs> I just think it's like I like, it's like there's an agenda. I don't understand. I just don't get it. Um, it's, it's almost so like bad. it's a joke. It's a running joke among referees to just find new ways to screw us, man. So uh, not to not to take it off of us, but it's not all us completely as much as I do think it's it's been bad against us. I watched uh, the the Tottenham versus Chelsea game and the Tottenham player cleared a ball out of his own box and his follow through caught a Chelsea player. Uh-huh. and He got a red card. And I yeah. was like, you can't even clear the ball out nope. of your own box without getting a red card like the, this. This is a joke. And I'm. I I remember we talked about VAR and I was like, you know what? I'm for it. I think it's right to get stuff at this point. Get rid of it. I'm so tired of just the obscure calls, the, the, what should be, I don't know. I just think let the ref decide unless it's completely egregious and clearly obvious that he missed something, he should not be called over. So in my opinion, they maybe shouldn't get rid of it, but it should be rarely used rarely. I mean, it takes the joy out of the game, too. I'm tired. Every goal now, I don't even celebrate. I'm like, well, we got to wait and see. Yep. They're going to find some way to call this one back. Yeah. Um, but does anybody like VAR? I mean, does anyone think it? I think everybody complains about it. I mean, it seems like it's not even just us. There's we, you know, we we get screwed, I think, more than most teams, at least lately. But I think everybody has issues with it. I mean, freaking Arsenal had the thing against Newcastle and then put a statement out like i mean can you imagine if we were doing that i mean we liverpool did the same thing they put yeah out a i mean <laughs> or clop or somebody put we, out a statement for him we put out statements for you know um player off field issues but we don't do it for var so we've got that <laughs> for us <laughs> but imagine if we did we could do it every week man um but then that game yeah really it really turned quick copenhagen got the the two goals to level it before halftime they got penalty right i can't remember how that it, is not a penalty that yeah. is not a penalty. Like that, that pissed me off at that point. I was frustrated. There's no way a ball bouncing. I'm sorry. Okay. In my opinion, <laughs> a, a handball, if it's stopping a cross, a pass, or a shot in the box, by all means, and he's making himself bigger, if he's down by his side, give me a break. If it's making himself bigger, by all means, fine. I, I can accept that. If the ball is bouncing off of someone's knee and falls down on top of Harry Maguire's arm or bounces up and hits Varon's arm, that's not a PK. You're not stopping anything. Like, that's a joke. It is a joke, man. Um, but then, I mean, honestly, I don't – we were awarded a penalty in the second half to give us the lead. Um, but that was a headed pass into yeah. the path of what – I mean, like, that one made more sense to me. It did. And, but the other one I thought was just ridiculous. I, I, I don't know if he, either of them should have been called, to be honest with you. But I mean, I knew I knew as soon as 
that they were looking at ours. I was like, well, they, they got one for much less. We better get this one. And, and we didn't, I kind of thought we were going to dig deep and hold on, but it fell apart late, man. Um, he scored two yeah. goals in the last Hello, man. Yeah. Um, Hello. He, he, I don't, I just don't think he can cover the right side. Cause he's not, uh, or a, he's a left back. Sorry. He, he didn't cover the left back position very well. Um, just for a full 90 minutes, you know, I, I kind of wonder if maybe I know Regulon is not the best defensively, but maybe if you bring someone who's more natural to that position and full of energy, cause they haven't played all game. Maybe we at least stop one of those goals from happening. Yeah. But the loss uh, left us on three points last in the group. Good news is that we're only a point behind Galatasaray and Copenhagen. Bad news is we have to go to Galatasaray, which it was going to be tough. Um, and then we finished the group with Bayern at home, who are already through. They're on 12 points, perfect after four games. So maybe they won't have anything to play for. Um, I mean, I doubt it. They'll they'll wanna they'll wanna show up for that one. But we absolutely have to win against Galatasaray and then hope for the best against Bayern to see if we can get out of this group. Um I don't know. Would you rather would you rather drop out altogether, finish last and be done with Europe or finish third and go to Europa? Ooh, um, this is, yeah, this is a bit of a hot take. Cause I know some people want competitions and all that stuff, but I mean, I'm so tired of Thursdays and Sundays. Like I'm just so tired <laughs> of them. So this is a selfish thing. Maybe for the club, it would be best that they stay in Europe and continue battling in that competition. Um, but from a personal standpoint, no, I'd, I'd rather probably finish last and just not even do Europa. But um, from a club standpoint, yeah, maybe it's best we finish third, continue uh, in a European competition and, and, you know, see what we can do there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's it, still a trophy, still something to play for. I mean, we had a lot of fun last year, the Barcelona, um, the, the fixtures there, that was our fun. You know, we played well. Um, I don't know. It's, I, it's at first it's, my fr- good. It's possible. We may need it to get to champions league. This is also true. If we could somehow find our form, it gets us back in champions league next year. Maybe, um, I don't know. I, at first, I was just like, when we lost that game, I was like, fine, forget it. I don't even care about Europe. Let's get out. But the, the more time <laughs> passes, I'm like, well, maybe we should. And like, you know, if he's going to use it as a, something, a way to maybe play some more players or if, if we need guys that need to get minutes, because I mean, but I don't know. He, he's going to play his, his best players. You're going to want to win it. And the guys already look, you know, a little fried now. And we're only in November. Um, and that's, probably something else to talk about with all the injuries and why that's happening. And a lot of people talking about 10 hugs training methods and maybe they're too intense. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if it's a good thing for our team, this current squad of players with the manager. I don't think, I don't think our squad will last if we have to play in a bunch of Europa league games and travel to who knows where. And yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the, the Sunday thing. I, I, I hate that Thursday, Sunday is not ideal. Um, so no, for me, I'm enjoying these Saturdays, these late kickoff on Saturdays. Yep. Yeah, but, but um, I'm, I'm definitely down for the Saturdays over this every Sunday necessarily. But yeah, I mean, again, maybe it'd just be best for the squad if if we were in Europa and, and competing, or at least for the club. But yeah. I don't know. We'll find we'll find out here in the next month or so what our what our fate is. But at least we got back to winning wins in the league. Um, got a one 0 win, scraped another one against Luton Town. Um, and a goal from Victor Lindelof. Um. You know, it was another, you know, it wasn't a bad game um, by any means. Like, I mean, Luton aren't great, but at least we did some different things. Rashford again on the right, um, got to play more than 30 minutes this time, wasn't sent off. So we got to see more of that. He looked good. Um, 
We're still missing chances that they should be putting away, though. Yeah, he he helped put that. He played that ball. Was it into Wambasaku crossed or who? Or did he cross that? I yeah. don't know. Olin had that one on the doorstep that he should have put away, but yeah, I think Rashford crossed. It. Yeah, and I mean that's no, no, no. You're right. He passed it to. Yeah, you're right. He passed it on to Wambasaku. Saka, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's just I think Rashford needs needs a um a wing back that's going to get get ahead and and help him. Um, because he looked good. I thought he looked solid. Um, and I kind of think we're going to see a lot of that going forward because. Um, we don't really have a lot of other options, to be honest. I mean, Anthony's been pretty bad. Um, Polistri's a little raw. Sancho's gone. No idea what's going on with the mod when he's coming back. But I think that Rashford, Hoyland, Garnacho is our front three, probably for the foreseeable future, barring any injuries. But um, yeah, what I don't you, know. Did you, what's what's your opinion on Hoyland? I mean, he's not he's not getting any goals in 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 the prem. But I mean, for me, he still looks good. Yeah, I mean he's he does a lot of good things. He's he's not been as great in the league, zero goals in the league. Um, but at the same time, I mean none of our forwards. I think Rashford's got one one goal. I mean all of our goals are coming from midfield and defense. Um, so I don't know. I mean I think he's great. He's he's obviously doing well in the Champions League, leading goal scorer there. Um, and I think he's probably one of those those guys that you know want he'll get a goal in the league and they'll probably start coming. Um, floodgates will open and we're going to we're getting more chances hopefully that's also been the problem is we don't we don't create enough for him um exactly i mean you want i think he's had two ruled out in the prem yeah he had the one against brighton right um went out of bounds supposedly yeah went allegedly um yeah i can't think the other one but yeah he um he does a lot of good things and the goals will come he's only 20 years old i mean he's not He's not Harry Kane. He's not Robert Lewandowski. He's not Erling Holland. He's he's a young kid that's that's doing pretty well for his first, you know, ten or twelve games or whatever it is so far. So I think uh, he's playing like four years older than he is. Like yeah. we should not have a twenty year old leading the line for Manchester United this much. Don't get me wrong. Like I'd be good with him rotating, you know, with like a Cavani or someone more experienced, yeah. but for him at his age and and the lack of experience he has, I mean, he, to me, he looks like he's 24, 25 and has way more experience the way he's playing. And it's not his fault that we didn't get anybody to help him out that Martial can't move anymore and no one else can play up top. I mean, we were relying on him to do everything. He doesn't get a breather. I mean, he gets yeah. a breather, but like, we're not replacing him with like for like, or he's not really, you know I mean? Like we should have gone and got Ferguson from Brighton or somebody, you know, that would have come in and, you know, helped, you know, take some of the load off. Um, but regardless, got a win. Um, it felt good to get that win. I mean, it wasn't by any means a, a stand-up performance by anyone, but put us up to sixth in the league um, on 21 points. We're only five points off fourth place, seven off of first, and we're the most informed team in the league, four wins out of five. That. So we're top of the, the form table. Hey, hey. Again, though, it was a performance where if our forwards are in form, we win that three or four nothing. Oh, yeah. Pretty comfortable. But instead, for whatever reason, we just want to win games by one goal. That's all we want. We just want one, you know, one goal ahead and then we'll we'll call it. Yeah, our uh, our goal differential is it's wild. I mean, the way we're we're just scraping by. Um, 
That's why I think part of the reason we are so tired as a team is because last season we did the same thing. We won more games in the Prem by one goal than any other team. And because of that, we're not comfortable like City get into these situations where they're two, three up and they get to just kind of pass it around and have a training session. We're not getting in those uh, games at all. We're having to scrape by and, and really work hard to get these wins. Does uh does winning four out of five being the most informed team in the league, quote unquote, does that feel good? Are you how do you feel about that? Because I I I'm taking it with a grain of salt because we played some pretty crap teams in that run. Um yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't really look into it too much because our performances have not still been been great. No, when I'm against um lesser opposition for sure. Uh December is gonna be huge because we've got oh god, uh Newcastle away, Chelsea at home, Bayern Champions League. Uh, Liverpool away, West Ham away, Villa, and then Forest away. Like that is, if we can stay informed through that, um, we might be top of the table come uh, the end of the month. But yeah, that is gonna be that is gonna be quite the gauntlet. Uh, I want a- Ten Hag to do something he's never done, which is go back five against Liverpool away. <laughs> I do not trust that defense. I don't care who he has back there. I do not trust them. Please put five at the back to try and just just break on him and set up you know a wall basically well i can tell you who's gonna have back there it's gonna be harry mcguire because he's playing every game and he's what is he first choice center back now i guess he's preferred over veron for some reason which i don't know what's going on there i don't know if veron's done something to upset ten hog if it's really a, a like a, a tactical thing where he thinks that mcguire has got better range of passing and has to be play on the right side veron can't play on the left side of, as a left-sided center back i don't know i mean that seems like a bit much to me but it is odd, and Harry's doing pretty well. I mean, like we said, he's not had to do it against some big teams, and a, a few of those games we've given up a lot of goals. But he's he's been better. I mean, I don't dog him. Yeah, he definitely looks better. He looks more um, confident, um, and I think he's making better decisions than I've seen him make for a while. Um, yeah, I've seen him be able to like kind of step up and stop, um, you know, the ball getting to the strikers or kind of going on a on a break. Uh, pretty quickly because he's stepped in and, and disrupted it, which is good. So I think he's also winning his uh, aerial duels, which you expect him to do. But I mean, I remember a couple seasons ago, I was like, I mean, is he winning 50% of these? Like he should be winning 90%, not 50. So um, I think he's doing a lot better at, at both of those things, um, which helps the team out. So yeah, I, I don't think we can really get on him and blame him um, for really any of these losses or poor performances. I no. still don't think he's what Ten Hag wants back there, but I, I don't think it's his fault for some of the poor performances. Now what he wants is 36-year-old Johnny Evans, who is going to be out for a bit with an injury. The injury yeah. bug struck us again this past weekend. Um, Erickson also went out with a knee injury, so he's out for, what, a month, I think they've said. And then Hoyland yeah. came up with a – felt his hamstring, so he's going to be out through the break, um, hopefully back after the break. But – um, I don't know. I guess before that, I guess we could say the injuries have subsided a bit, but um, yeah, I don't know. Casemiro's out for a bit still. Martinez, but Luke Shaw, I guess maybe he's gonna be back soon. They're saying could be back for the Everton game, which would be great. Um, if Shaw and Martinez can come back, I would feel a lot better about the defense because yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think Shaw is just. I, I guess he's – I mean, like, I've always liked Shaw, and I've always thought he's pretty crucial to the team, but he might be way more crucial, especially to Rashford being in form, than, than maybe we realize. 100%. I mean, he's arguably – he's the best 
arguably one of the best left backs in the world. Um, and he does everything. He gets forward. He he creates space wide. Um, he tracks back. He defends well. Tackles he, well. He Luke, comes into the midfield and helps out when. Yeah, when he's a he's a total package. And we know. I mean, Martinez was a breath of fresh air last year, not just from a you know stability standpoint in this in the center of defense, but just as leadership too. We're we're definitely lacking and um and with leaders on the pitch. Um, so we can't get a guy like that back soon enough. Um, yep. And hopefully, 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 that's what we need is just kind of get get some um, get some of our regular guys back in there, and we can kick on second half of the season because we were pretty rough. I mean, up until this point last year, and then uh, it took a, a miraculous run from Marcus Rashford to kind of turn things around after the World Cup. Which I don't know if that's going to happen this year. I don't know if he's going to going to be able to do what he did last year and and carry the team. But um, he has looked better the last two performances, even though he got kicked, you know, got the red card against Copenhagen and stuff. He, he like you said, you know, playing out on the right and yeah. it looked like he might do something. We're just, we're not scoring enough goals. That's, that's the big problem. Our forwards aren't scoring. I think we only scored like what, 12. Um, yeah. And we scored only 58 or something last season, which was still like 35 or 40 less than city did. Um, it's just not, not good enough going forward. They got to figure that out. And hopefully, Hopefully Hoyland can can break his duck here in a couple weeks and and get it going. But um, yeah, that, you know who, that, you know, go ahead. You know, you know who else is looking better? Uh, Onana. Onana, yeah, yeah. Onana's been great. He's made. Was it the Fulham game? He had to make a bunch of saves. I mean, he made three or four really quality saves. Um, no one's really talking about it. And he made he made some killer saves against Man City. I mean, they yeah. would have had five or six had he not been playing as well as he did. Um, no one talks about us when we do well. They only talk about us when we're not doing well. Um, <laughs> did you see the Did you see the stat that um, I think it was before the Fulham game? So I'm going to guess maybe it went up. No, not the Fulham game. Sorry, the Luton game. So maybe it's been even better since the uh, Luton game but um he's in second place for his for save ratio in the prem that's a good so, that's legit I mean he's you know he's done some questionable things and obviously you know made some mistakes but he's been rock solid the past four or five games um I'm a fan I've always been a fan gotta give him time regardless um you good on on recaps you want to take a quick break and then talk about some other news and things yeah Let's All right, it. we'll take a quick break. BRB. We're back. Um, we kind of covered injuries a bit, but uh, we did want to dive a little bit more into some other personal issues. Um Alan, we've we've signed some players. Um, we've got some big signings, you know, over the past season or so. That um, guys aren't getting in the team right now. We're relying on guys we've had for for two or three years. Um, guys past their prime. What's going on? Why are why are the likes of uh, Emmerbat, Mason Mount, Veron? I mean, we know what's going on with Sancho. Um, why are those guys sitting on the bench? What's going on, man? Yeah, that's a great question. I know there's some reports, and I don't know about reports. There's some questions about whether Varon maybe has fallen out with Ten Hag, mm-hmm. or maybe Ten Hag just sees him as past his his prime, and for whatever reason, he just doesn't really trust him right now. Um, I will say against Copenhagen when he had to come on for Evans. I mean, he, 
I still think he's a good player, but he he didn't really cover himself in much glory um, with that performance. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I am a bit baffled by Mount. You know, um, I think he's looked okay uh, more recently. Um, of course, that's against not you know the best clubs in Luton and Copenhagen and stuff. Um, against Luton when he came on, his stats actually looked really good. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm a little confused as why we're not. You know, I think. Like we've talked about, I think Mount could go out to the right. If you don't want to play Anthony or if you can't play Rashford or whatever, then you could put Mount out there. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little lost. Um, I will admit Amrabat hasn't looked great in some recent performances, um, which is disappointing because he looked really good when he first came. And then for some I don't know if Ten Hogs asked him to do something different and it's just not translating very well or or what. But, yeah, I haven't been real impressed with, with Amrabat. Um, he seems a little tentative to to go into certain tackles and to really pressure some players sometimes which I would like him to be a little more aggressive I mean maybe he's just trying to uh compensate for Casemiro's over aggressiveness sometimes <laughs> um but but yeah I don't know I'm I'm a little I'm a little like you confused um it looks like Solskjaer is still there and, and picking you know his favorites <laughs> but yeah it's it's a little confusing yeah I yeah Amrabat is definitely taking a little longer to acclimate than we'd probably like um but also Scott McTominay's playing pretty well. Um not, you know, and, and Erickson's kind of had a resurgence until the injury. So it's also one of those things where you, you he likes to play guys that are in form. Um he doesn't he doesn't really seem to play favorites. He he plays guys that have good game, he plays them again and keeps it going until something happens. Um yeah, Mount, I can't figure out, man. I, the longer the, the more games he plays, the more I wonder why we even signed him. I just don't I don't get it. Um yeah. He works hard. I don't know what his best position is. I'm, I guess he'd be an attacking center mid, kind of like Bruno, but we've got a Bruno. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe with Erickson's injury, maybe get in. But he doesn't. Um, he doesn't really play as, as deep or like that deep and right. deep role. So I don't. Yeah, he, he better get time now. Otherwise, you know, what's going on? I saw some some a tweet or something about how apparently. He didn't even want the move. His dad kind of pressured him into it. Who knows how true that is, but it's kind of looking like, I mean, yeah, why? Why do we get him? Um, he looked pretty thrilled in all of his, uh, you know, media stuff when he came over. He looked pretty happy to be there. I don't know. Maybe um, that I, was the the payday. I don't know. Yeah, the, the pay raise always, that always helps, right? <laughs> but I don't know. I I don't know, honestly. I It's a form thing for sure, but I just, I honestly don't know. I mean, Aaron Bat, we think is pretty good. I I hadn't seen him enough other than Morocco, you know, stuff in the World Cup. But Mount's a solid player. He just hasn't shown up for us yet, and you know, we're still we're still got a long way to go this season. So you know, I'll give him more time. But um, I kind of I kind of wonder that Ten Hag might be tinkering with stuff and just trying to find some weird formula and set of players and you know, just a lineup that just works because, like we've talked about multiple times, we just look like there's just a bunch of lack of cohesion in, in so many of these performances that maybe uh-huh. he's just trying to find something like, well, you know, Solskjaer got these guys to play pretty well <laughs> together. So maybe, you know, they'll, they'll perform and maybe he's fairly happy with some of these performances. Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I just kind of wonder if Ten Hogs just trying to figure out anything that will work to get, to get better performances and, and more points. Yeah. Well, I hope he does, man. Cause it's, he's trying a lot of things and, especially uh, in midfield on that right side, things aren't always working. I mean, Anthony has come back from his, his, um, I guess, what do we call it? His hiatus, his, uh, his, leave, of ab- law. 
Yeah, his leave of absence while things got sorted out. Um, and he's not looked very good. Um, and that might just be a result of people know what to expect because he literally does the exact same thing every time. You know what he's going to do when he gets the ball. Um, but he might also benefit from having Aaron Basaka behind him too. So maybe maybe he needs a run out with proper fullbacks. Um, right. I don't know, but it sounds like Sancho's gone um, in January regardless. He won't apologize. Ten Hag won't back down. I guess Juventus is looking at a loan deal. Saudi Arabia probably will, would come in and, and splash the cash for him. Apparently Dortmund might take him back. Um, I don't know, but I think I think he's gone. Hopefully no one bought a Sancho jersey because uh going to be outdated here pretty soon, I think. Uh, but then I'm, I'm seeing Casemiro possibly too. He's not been, you know, top of his game this year. He might be uh you know might be cashed in on out of Saudi Arabia lingering so I don't know I we've got a lot of a lot of personnel things up in the air um it's just unfortunate we spend so much money on some of these guys you know Mason Mount Sancho Anthony um and they've not really gotten it done uh they've been you know so far at least for Mount disappointing um Anthony's been okay Sancho's been pretty awful for the most part so um yeah it's a bummer man I at least, at least we Tenog's made some good signings, um, and this is a good time. I need to bring up. I was just reading that he's had the uh, he's had the best start to a career as United manager since Rox Ferguson, winning thirty of his first fifty games in the Premier League um, or the top flight, I guess. Um, and then he's got more points from his first fifty games than Klopp and Arteta, either one of them had, and he's got the six most points by any manager and his first 50 games in the Premier League era. So, um, and we're having like the worst season in like 40 years. So I don't know how he's able to do some of that, but it, yeah, it is I, was, I was, I was just about to bring up those exact same stats. So well, I beat you to it. Stat boy. Perfect. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess all that to say, um, Ten Hag is, is getting results where I think we're heading in the right direction. Give him time. I hope, you know, people, People are saying that if he doesn't turn it around, if we crash out of Champions League and have a bad December, he might be gone in January. Um, and maybe that could happen, especially with um, – and we can segue into this, the the uh, the potential partial sale of the club. I guess Sir Jim Ratcliffe's 25% bid for 25% of the club is supposedly going to be accepted and, and go through. Um, and that seems to be – you know, the smoking gun is that Richard Arnold has stepped down as CEO for 16 years um, with the club. So it sounds like there might be some changes coming at the executive level, hopefully not so much at the uh, the management level, at least in terms of um, the technical side with the team, because I don't want to see things, you know, things. Uprooted. Uh, yeah, uprooted. And after what, uh, what, for what Tendog's tried to start building. So, but it is good to see that maybe, um, you know, the the Glazers, the beginning of the end of the Glazers might be upon us. Yeah. Yeah. Does this excite you at all? I mean. Yeah, I mean, it does. I It excites me as much as it can, I guess. it's. I'll be a lot more excited when it's 100%, you know. Right. Um, I'm glad it's not the, the Qataris. Um, I don't. United doesn't need a cash injection like that. We make enough of our own money. We're not a PSG or a Man City or a. A Newcastle who, I mean, Newcastle's got a lot of history and some good branding and all that, but other clubs that have taken this cash injection from um, state ownership, you know, are, are clubs with, you know, no history that don't, 
you know, that need that, that had to have that kind of, kind of had to have that sort of ownership. We make enough money, honestly. We just had to find better ways to spend our money um, and not go yeah. in debt like what the Glazers have done. So I think it's a good move. Hopefully it, you know, hopefully it's not too long before the Glazers are fully out though. They reported like we had record breaking revenue last year. Like we, we don't have, it was over like, it was almost like 650 million or something in revenue. Like we, we, we make a bunch. Oh yeah. No um, doubt about it. United's a cash cow. Um, we make I mean, that's why money. they bought us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and have taken a billion dollars out of the club or a billion pounds, whatever it is, regardless. Um, yeah. It seems a step in the right direction though. I'm I'm skeptical because I could just see the Glazers hanging on for forever. Um, so I don't know. Right? Are you uh are you uh are you bullish about it? You feeling good? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean it's kind of exciting just because change is coming. Um, you know, the report is that he'll get to kind of oversee the the soccer side of things, uh, the sporting side. So yeah, hopefully, I mean. The problem is, is I keep seeing reports of how his teams have done that he's taken over and they haven't looked, I mean, they don't do terrible, but they're not like soaring by any means, you know? Uh, so I don't, I don't know. Um, but maybe, you know, maybe with Man United, it's a different setup and he'll, he'll do a better job. Um, I just think, you know, maybe it can't be that much worse than, than the Glazers. It really and, can't be uh, any worse. Um so as long as you have someone in there who cares and is passionate about it, that isn't just trying to, to make money, I think we're going to be better off. Um, yeah. I mean, that we'll see. We will see. Um, and it hasn't even been confirmed yet, but it looks like it's, it's about to be. So um, it'll be big news um, for sure. Cause we've had the Glazers since 05 um, with hundred percent ownership. So um, any, any dent we can, we can make in there and their stranglehold they have on the club is all for the better. Um, one thing I should have probably mentioned when we were talking about personnel, um, I see a lot of chatter about Mason Greenwood. He's had a pretty decent start to life at Hitafe, uh, 10 games, three goals, three assists. Um, for those keeping score, that's more than our forwards have managed combined so far <laughs> in the league. So, um, Hey, technically I, he's still our forwards. He's so. still, uh, yeah, right. He's still, uh, he's still on our books. Um, I don't know, Alan. Are we coming around? Are we, we think Mason Greenwood should get another chance, or I mean, I don't, I don't lean that way, but I wouldn't put it past, uh, I wouldn't put it past the Man United hierarchy to bring him back and say, you know, hey, he's had his, he's paid his dues or whatever, and you know, and we're desperate for goals. Yeah, give him a shot. Um, I mean, that's, I think, honestly, that's probably what, uh, what sealed the deal for Richard Arnold because he, you know, all the behind the scenes stuff he was gonna like Greenwood back into the fold and it got leaked. And then, you know, he had the statement and it was real half-assed. Yeah, a quick yeah. reverse. Yeah. That, that didn't look good. That was, that was the end for him. Um, and rightfully so. I mean, that was the, the wrong way to handle all of that. Um, so, I mean, good rinse Richard Arnold. He was good at the marketing side of things. Good at like, we've had so many before um, good at, you know, helping the club make money, but not so good at um, helping the on-field product. So exactly. Um, yeah, I'd be excited to see who comes in and takes over. We can get a, a director of football, something like that, someone who can help because we need it, man. Do we need it? Um, for sure. And then I was just uh, just scrolling the Twitters, and I some journalist tweeted that an exclusive that Everton's going to get docked twelve points um, due to a breach of financial fair play, which will put them at the bottom of the table uh, on two points. And I cannot confirm if this is true or not. Um, 
but they've been kind of teasing that was going to happen for a while, um, which is cool. How did, they, how did they get that done so fast and not yeah. the city stuff? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know, man. I guess uh, I don't know. I, I expect City to get relegated, you know, a few few divisions maybe. Maybe they'll be playing Wrexham next season. I don't know. Um, it's, it is wild, though, huh, that Everton had this this minor breach. I mean, I guess it's minor. I haven't looked in the details, but City are sitting on 115 different charges, potentially. Just hey, sitting there. Just Maybe wait. my theory of them bribing the FA to screw United as hard as possible is connected to them bribing the FA to just ignore all of those charges. So I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm I mean, there it could be connected. I wouldn't rule it out, Alan. I mean, you got to wonder what's going on. Is it because there's so many charges that they have? It takes more time to do your due diligence and look at all these things. I mean, a lot of people are talking. This would go back, you know, ten plus years, and they'd have to forfeit all these titles. Um, which I guess would potentially give us another league title. It would give Liverpool one too, though. So I guess that's kind of a wash. Um, I think Tottenham would get one. Which did they finish second one year in the city? I think they. I think they did. Yeah, that's the the one that when Chelsea, I think, beat them right. And ended their run to have a chance at it a few years back. Yeah. How how weird would that be? Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, it would just be in city as a club, which, I mean, the FA doesn't want that because they're, you know, they're trouble winners and they got a lot of great players and the kids like them, um, you know. So, I don't know. I, I'll i be interested you, to see how that shakes out. I, but you can't go at Everton like this and not uh, go at City. It's I mean, brutal. It's brutal. There's but... smoke. There's fire. City have done some stuff. We all know it. Just prove it. Take it to court. Let's. You know that City, with their endless funds and lawyers, are going to drag this out as long as possible to make it as difficult as possible. But I think if the FA can uh, stay the course, they could eventually prove everything and go, all right, here it is. And, you know, here's your – 30 points and you know, whatever, or however many points or relegation or whatever they want to do and, and hit them hard. 30 points would still win them the league some seasons, you know, like <laughs> it better be more than that. Uh, hey, if they want to relegate them. That's fine. I mean, it'd yeah, be pretty def- funny. Def- Could you relegate. imagine that team in the championship? Oh my word. Well, I they mean, would, they would annihilate in Syria. What was it? A decade or so ago, uh, AC Milan, and Inter- or AC Milan Juve got docked big points, and Juve was relegated, um, and ended up winning, you know, the the Serie B, um, and came right back up. But I yeah. mean, it's not unheard of at the top level for teams to be punished, and I, I honestly don't get why it's taking so long. It shouldn't take this long. It should be pretty cut and dry. Either they, but I don't know. <sighs> it's ridiculous. Um, but speaking of Everton, we we do play them next. Um, let's hit pause real quick, though. I'm going to catch my breath. Um, and then we'll talk about the upcoming run of fixtures. Hold tight. We're back. Um, we're going to wrap things up uh, looking ahead to the, the next couple of fixtures. Um, we're in the middle of international break, but we return to play on Saturday, November 26th. Oh, wait, is that right? Sunday, Saturday, Saturday. Oh, yeah. I should have probably written that down. Um, we play Everton, 1030 kickoff. Sunday. Um, 
Everton are in pretty good form right now. I know we were just talking about how they are going to be on two points here shortly, maybe, but um, they're a solid side. Yeah, they, um, they, uh, let's see, they just beat Palace 3 2. Yep. They got a draw with Brighton. They just beat Burnley and they beat West Ham, but they did lose their Derby versus Liverpool. Um, but yeah, their last five games in the league have actually been pretty good. They might be second in the inform table, so right behind us on the uh, on the way things are going currently. Um, yeah, Sean Dyche is doing a good job there, man. Um, Decore, Calvert Lewin, each scoring goals, and they've got Ashley Young, thirty year old Ashley Young, still going strong, man. Um, which makes me feel good because I just turned thirty seven, so I've still got time to make it, make it big in the Premier League. I think I just, there's hope for me still. You can do it. I believe in you, Tyler. <laughs> um, they they are surprisingly similar to us. Uh, their leading goal scorer is a midfielder. Yeah. Um, they have a goal differential of minus three, just like us. Their total goals for the season in the league is 14, where we're on 13. Um, their goals against, we're on 16, they're on 17. Um, we do beat them quite a bit on assists. We have 12 and they have eight. But yeah, we are surprisingly fairly similar. Um Cool, cool, and cool. Um, look, and is we, that, do to, we do have to play them there. Yeah, so. it's away at Goodison. Um, yeah, confirmed for Sunday. I said Saturday, but Sunday is the twenty sixth. Um, yeah. yeah, they've uh, they've had a good run lately, and they're going to be tough to beat. Um, but hopefully, we come back from this international break. Hopefully, Holland's healthy. Hopefully, we have some some fresh legs. Um, I don't know. I guess guys are going to be going away though, like they always do, and we'll see what happens. Um. And then we follow that up with a must-win game on the Wednesday against Galatasaray. Um, yeah, Champions League. Uh, that everything will hinge on that game. Basically, we have to get a win there. If we can just play some solid defense, Hoyland seems to just be on f- like fire almost in the Champions League. He'll get you goals. Just I mean, he's, play some he's solid lead, defense. He's leading scorer in Champions League, right? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I think so, so I mean, or he's tied. Yeah, he's, he's either leading or tied. I don't know. That's a, a tough place to go. Um, historically, we've never done well in Turkey away. Um, have we ever won away in Turkey? I'm thinking no. I don't um, think so. It'll be it'll be electric, no doubt. The atmosphere is going to be crazy in that game. Hopefully, they don't they don't fold under the pressure because yeah, we have to win that one. We're dead last in the group. Um, and if we do, I mean, we could jump into second place because you'd like to think that Byron will get it done against Copenhagen. So, um, yeah, win that game and we're in second. And then it's all to play for in the last the last uh, day of the group. So, um, in other news, go win. ahead. Sorry. I mean, yeah, yeah we, we got to win that. We um, There is some football this weekend, though. The Man United women are playing Man City in the Derby. It's uh, Sunday at 1030, and that is actually on Paramount+. Plus. They're, they're carrying quite a few games this season. Um, so awesome. they're third in the league right now, currently behind Chelsea and Arsenal um, and city are sixth, And they're only, I think one point behind United. So it's going to be a big game. Um, they're fun to watch. Women have been on pretty good form lately, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they got um, knocked out by PSG out of the champions league, but PSG are good. Um, and it was their first ever run of the champions league, but yeah, dude, they're, uh, they're solid. I mean, we were just talking, they smashed Leicester last week in like six nil. Um, they put it. They score some goals. They're fun to watch, um, and it's a derby. Um, 
it should be good. And city are, are usually a good, and they have a good women's side as well. So if you need to, uh, to get your United fix Sunday, 10 30 Paramount plus, I don't know if we're going to skinnies for that, but we could arrange something <laughs> maybe. <laughs> See if Tyler's opening. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, and, and if not, I mean, we're back next Saturday, the following Sunday, excuse me. Uh, like I said, away to Everton. Alan, anything else you want to add before we wrap this thing up? I just think of these random questions, Tyler, and I like to hear people's opinions. Oh, boy. So I have, a, I have a random question for you. Who's a player that's not necessarily like a superstar, you know, a Neymar, a Messi, but who's a player that you've always liked and you wish came to United? Oh, like all time? Yeah, like any any time. Oh man, man, you really put me on the spot there. I can uh, I can go first if you want. Yeah, give me like an example of who you're thinking because I'm gonna be like, oh, that's not a that's not an underrated player or whatever. <laughs> so the other team I follow fairly closely is Dortmund. Yeah. And I've always loved Marco Royce. Yeah. I would have loved for Royce to come to United. I think he's class. He's still playing for them. He's still scoring for them. Yeah, superstar. He was on the cover of FIFA at one point. He just gets hurt all the time. He's I just I I don't know if you can consider him a superstar. He's not on that Neymar, you know, he's just under it though. He's okay. So we're talking like world class. Like it can't be a world class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a world class would be fine, but just under that like messy Neymar, you know, Ronaldo type level. Man, oh man. Um like you know, Schneiderland was close. Not Schneiderland, uh Schneider. Uh Wesley Schneider was great. Um yeah, that's not a bad shot there. I, I probably I mean, since I, I like it the Serie A a lot back in the day when it was when it was the best league, I really liked Francesco Totti a lot at Roma and also at Roma, Daniel De Rossi. Like those guys, I think De Rossi would have been an incredible United player under Fergie, um, and Totti too. So yeah, um Toddy's the one. Toddy's one that I thought of as well behind Royce. I, I think we would have really liked Toddy at our team, and I, I think he would have been great. But kudos to those guys. I mean, Toddy played at Roma for his entire twenty-plus year career. You know, something that we definitely can appreciate with the legends we've had come through that have stayed their whole careers at United. So he he could have moved on to bigger and better things, and probably won more trophies, but chose to stay at his his boyhood club. And um, yeah, you know. That's a good question. Now I'm going to say here and think about this after we after we wrap this thing, and I'll probably have a better answer. But I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's as good as it gets. Maybe yeah. I- if you come up with something else, let's hear it next time. But yeah, that's just something that I I've pond. I don't know why I pondered recently. Zinner, and I was like, Tyler, a little French player called Zidane. I always I always thought he was pretty good, kind of under the radar. But was uh, he okay? Yeah, he he had his he had his moments. <laughs> you know what's wild to think about is how close we were to getting Ronaldinho. Yeah, and because we didn't get him, we got Ronaldo. Ronaldo, yeah, wild how these things, um, how these things work out. Yeah, if we could have gotten any player of all time, um, at any level, I mean, I'm I'm taking Zidane probably or Brazilian Ronaldo. Those were two of my favorite players growing up. So, yeah, if we're going world class, world class with those guys, definitely walk into any all time team. Um, that's where I'm going. I think Ronaldinho would be mine. I I just loved him. I think he's amazing to watch. Fergie would have hated him. Fergie would have hated him. He partied so much. It's all he wanted to do is have fun. Fergie would have been so mad at him all the time. True, true. But I mean, <laughs> I still look up Ronaldinho highlights. Like I, just oh sure. Him. I mean, he inspired a whole generation of players. And yeah, Ronaldinho is incredible, man. So fun to watch. So yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. All right, dude. That's a good question. In on um, if anybody else wants to write in their uh, 
yeah give us some answers yeah or submit questions or whatever if you made it this far into the podcast i don't know we're like an hour into it so if you made it this far kudos to you but we had a lot to cover um and we'll uh we'll definitely come back after the break and we'll try and get a guess on if you want to be on the show we asked last around a bit um no one could make it on short notice this week but we'll uh we'd love to have more people on so if you're interested let us know and we'll have you on it's easy yeah, reach out let's do it all right dude alan uh good talking to you miss seeing you hope you have a good rest of the international break and i'm gonna good- try to make it up there man uh, it, it just has not quite worked out with the the coaching and all the other stuff going on oh, good, uh, my you son got kids you got yeah, kids. my son's been doing like club tournaments and stuff so yeah but I, I i'm gonna try and get up there as soon as i can no worries dude well you have a good thanksgiving everyone out there have a good thanksgiving break um and we'll see you next time come on you reds up the reds